I'm Sonia Morton Firth and you're tuned in to the Sonia Morton Firth Show. Today my guest is Andy Reid, MBE. A war veteran, author, speaker, skydiver, cyclist and charity fundraiser. On the 13th of October 2009, while serving in Afghanistan, he stepped on an IED, lost both his legs and right arm. Since then, he's got married, skydived, cycled from Land's End to John O'Groats and raised a lot of money for charity. This interview shows how an extraordinary man accepts responsibility and refuses to be a victim. Andy, it's lovely to see you again. And this time in a very different location. We're not sitting at my uh, my in my kitchen. <laughs> We're sitting in Warminster in the Weymouth Arms. And uh, tell me about Warminster and what it means to you, because this isn't the first time that you've been here by any stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it means a lot to me, to be honest. Yeah, like I say, uh, I, we moved from Germany to Warminster in 2005. Um, so I spent four years down here before... Uh, I went all the way to Afghanistan, so no, from memories being down here with the, with the lads out out and about, um, obviously being on camp and going on different training courses and things like that. You know, it's a great a great little town and a really um, an integral part of the of the regiment. You know, a lot of the women wives um, working work in the town. The kids go to the local schools. You know, it's a it's a great town that really I've embraced the army and I think I've got. Um, great relationship with, uh, with the Yorkshire Regiment. Well, it's great being here, and I'm looking forward to taking a little tour around later. Now, when we last spoke, uh, you were basically just waking up in your hospital bed with your family all around you. Um, and at that moment, the phrase that you mentioned was, the first thing you thought was, I'm a survivor, not a victim. And I want to take us back to that, that time. Um, on, on what your next, what your your thoughts were going through your head um, when you woke up? Yeah, so like I said, I remember uh, waking up the first time in a very um, dimly lit room, crisp white walls, crisp white sheets on the bed, and then some figures um, standing over the bed. And said, first of all, I didn't know who these people were, so I started mm-hmm. shouting and screaming at these people. Um, the doctor come rushing over with some nurses and reassured me that I was going to be okay. And then as I began to focus, I realised it was my mum and dad was there, um, my stepmum, that's why I was probably Yeah, screaming. that's what you were yeah. saying the last time, is that it's your stepmum. Um, and um, she's actually an amazing woman. Is she? I was yeah, going to yeah. say, we've got to give her a bit of a good... Yeah, she's fantastic, yeah. And then, like you said, my girlfriend, um, Claire, was there as well. And, yeah. and um, as the doctor started explaining to me what had happened and what injuries I, I'd sustained, you know, I, I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm surviving, not a victim, I'm still here, unfortunately. Um, two guys from the patrol that I was on from the fusiliers passed away and paid the ultimate sacrifice and seven other guys from our regiment passed away. Did you get told that the then or did you did I, you know? I, I, I kind of already knew that that, that had happened. Um, the, the guys from our regiment were on a different camp to what I was on in Afghanistan and they'd come under uh, and some incidents from IDs had gone off as well at, at, their, at their location. So I was kind of already um, aware of that. So I just thought, you know, I, I'm a survivor, not a victim. I'm still here. And out of respect for them guys, I wanted to start moving myself forward and set myself some goals to get on the journey that I wanted to be on. Why do you think you were given a second chance? Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big um, 
big religious person, to mm. be honest. Um, one of my neighbours, um, before I left for Afghanistan, gave me some rosemary beads, and I did have them inside of my body armour, you know, in, in, in the zip. So I had them, then on me, at, at the point of injury, I probably did look up and, and, and ask for help. Um, but, and wherever that help come from, whoever, whoever it come from, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't go to church every Sunday now, and no, no. You know, and all the rest of it. But I think everyone in a time of need will will look up and and, and ask for help. You know, I'm a, I'm a Freemason now, so I do believe in oh, the wow. grand architect of the universe. Okay. I do believe there is a higher being watching yeah, yeah, over us, and people do say, you know, you're you're here for a reason, mm -hmm. and you know, I do inspire a lot of people, I suppose, and help them have more direction in their life and move on with the life, so maybe it, it did happen for a reason that I'm here to help other people and in, inspire other people. That has been mentioned um, a few times, and if, if that happens on my journey, then I'm happy for that for that to happen. People take strength from that. I, th I think that's amazing, and just to hear you say that gave, gave me a little flutter. It's like, absolutely, you were, were here for, you are here for a reason, um, and you know, you are inspiring so many different people. And just to get back to your inspiring story, because you didn't, you, you stayed in hospital, um, as I understand it, for like 10 days, which is nothing given your injuries and given what you'd gone through. I mean, what, what, was that your choice or was it the doctor's choice that said, oh, no, you know what, you, you need, you, we've done what we can with you, <laughs> time yeah. to go home. It's a bit of a, a, a strange thing, really. You know, I started to set myself these goals, set myself a long-term goal of walking down the aisle with Claire, I wanted to achieve her a middle-term goal of getting an operational service medal with the rest of the lads from the Duke of Wellington. And then I just have this immediate goal of going home for the weekend. I wanted to spend some time at, at home with Claire and, and with the family. And the doctor come walking around and, you know, he said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm all, I'm all good. I'm just wondering, you know, when can I go home uh, for the weekend? And he said, well, when you can get out of your bed, onto that wheelchair, off your wheelchair onto the floor, in case you fall out of it, and then back in your wheelchair again, so you can go home for the weekend. So I said, right, well, I'll be going home on Friday then. And he walked away, the doctor, with his clipboard, you know, shaking his head. And I thought, don't doubt me, pal. You don't know yeah. who I am. You don't yeah. know the strength of character that, that I've yeah. got. And then I just kind of started setting a little rumour off. Like, nurses would come round and go, are you OK, Andy? I'm like, yeah, I'm all good, but um, I'm, I'm going home on Friday. So I need to make sure all my medications sorted out for, for that to happen. And they went, are you? I went, yeah, yeah. And he was like, right, OK, then. So then I started getting off the bed and climbed onto the wheelchair and sat in the wheelchair for a couple of hours then climbed back onto the onto the bed again. And then, luckily, someone from the ABF, the Soldiers Charity, um, got wind of this guy here, wants to go home for the weekend. Is his house ready for him to be able to do that? Uh, they're not too sure. And luckily, the ABF stepped in and adapted my house, put a ramp to the front wow, door. Wow, that's amazing. Turned the door around and put a bed downstairs within that 10 days, because this room was going round, like this guy is, is going home. And the more I kind of spread the rumour around, the more doctors were coming over going, right, we're all set for Friday then, and they're like, yeah, happy days. So I just kind of. So you set, made it happen. Made you made happen, your yeah. reality happen. Set basically. the room off, then started yeah. off the bed yeah. onto the wheelchair, climb back onto the bed again, and you know down onto the floor, then back into the wheelchair again. I was very lucky. You know, you you see that I've lost these limbs, and well, that was kind of it. So I had no internal injuries. Mm. You know, nothing else to deal with. Where a lot of the guys have maybe, you know, broke ribs, broke the back, punctured lungs. You know, so for me, it is what it was. What it was. You know, I lost the limbs. But that were you in pain? You must have. I was in pain on a lot of medication. Pressure. I was on like a, a vacuum 
um, dressing things or getting rid of infection and things like oh. that. So I had, there was some complications going on, but nothing compared to you know a, a lot of the lads who, who get injured with yeah. like internal injuries. It was pretty clear cut. You lost your arm. Well, we'll sort that out. And then you know, so I, I was lucky in, in that respect to be able to do that. So it weren't just down to my my, my hard work of making that happen. I, I was in a position where where it, where it could happen as well. It can't have been easy because you were going back to your home. And I, d I don't know what your home's like, but I'm presuming, like most people's home, it's not geared up to end any disabilities. And you said that the, that the soldiers' charity, the ABF, yeah. stepped in and they helped sort that out. How easy was it for them to do that and, well, and, you, um, and you to adapt? A two-bed two bed terraced house, you know, so it weren't accessible at all, really. The bed was downstairs, but the bathroom... Was, was still upstairs. Yeah. There was no handles at that stage or wet room. I had to kind of like climb up the stairs on, on my backside, climb onto the toilet, climb into the bath to be able to get a shower. And I fell off the toilet a, a, a couple of occasions whilst I was doing that. So it weren't accessible at all, really. The house it weren't ideal for my situation. But you know, the ABF stepped in there. They realised that this guy wants to go home. He wants to spend some time with his family. And as well, the medical support is all brilliant. You know, that being at home with your family in your own surroundings where you can sit and have a, a proper chat yes. about the future you know, and what it's going to entail and mm. what, what you think you're going to do is just as important, um, I think. So, you know, for, for them to put, do that so quickly, you know, a ramp to the front door and turn the door around and the bed downstairs wow. to enable that to happen. That's why I've done all these events over the past for the ABF for Soldiers Charity. Because I was going to say, you, you're a big, you're an ambassador for the, the Soldiers yeah. Charity. Well, I need you to pay back that pay back that debt really you know they don't probably see it as that but for me if you take from a charity like i have done when you're fit and strong enough for me you should try and give back so the money's there and the funds are there for the next person who, who may need that help and support which is amazing and it's 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 like it is absolutely amazing but don't you think that um you'd given already you, you'd served for our country and you'd put yourself at risk well, and then it was almost them giving back or us giving back to you. I suppose you look at that, look at it that way, yeah. But I wanted to make sure that for the next guys who were coming through, and you know, someone who may need a wheelchair, and all the veteran from the, you know, Second World War, the Falklands conflict, or whatever, where they need help and support. You know, the the, the funds are there um, for for them, and I just, yeah, I suppose I've done my bit for the for the country, but. I see it a little bit a bit different for me. I joined the army. I accept responsibility for what happened to me. It, it was a great job. It was a great career. I've done some amazing things mm, in my time in the army. I don't see that the country owes a, a, a debt of gratitude. I, don't, I, just, I was just doing a job that, that I loved doing, and and it happened. And yeah. you know, I took from a charity, so I believe I can give back. And you have possible. given back, and you've been doing some 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 big challenges, which I think are challenges for anybody. But tell me about some of the, the stuff that, that you've been doing. And you also have your own foundation as well, which I'd like to talk a little bit more about. Can you tell me about your foundation, which is the Standing Tall Foundation? Standing Tall Foundation, yeah. So I've done, a, I've done loads of things for, for the ABF and, and other, you know, the British Legion as well and, and Blesmer, Not Forgotten Association, all the different charities that we get involved with and support us, um, us injured guys on our journeys moving forward. So I've done, like, jumps out of aeroplanes, you know, which is a, a, amazing. Um, 400 mile. How did you jump? I mean, I've jumped out of an aeroplane yeah, yeah. 
I guess it's, um, I, I presume it was a tandem a drum, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're tied to somebody else, so whether you want to or not, you, 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 you're going you're on that plane, drum. aren't you? Yeah, you absolutely, know? yeah. But you might shout no, and they just go in, mate. And yeah. They just, they just do it, don't they? I did that, I think I was on about four. So I gonna call it a day there, I think, you know, that'll, that'll, that'll be enough. But um, yeah, I've done bike rides and kayaking events for uh, Pilgrim Bandits and, and other organisations. And it's, the events are really good for me because it's all about goal setting. Uh, and all about challenging yourself and showing other disabled people and injured guys what can be achieved beyond injury. But for me, setting yourself a, an, an immediate middle-term, long-term goal is just what I'll do all the time. It just keeps shooting me on the, on, on the right track. So when you're going to do a, a 400-mile bike ride, it's not a matter of waking up one morning and jumping on a bike and you know, seeing how far you can go each day. It's like eight months of like planning, doing 10 miles a day, 20 miles a day. 30 miles a day, building yourself up, building your resilience up, doing the fundraising that goes alongside it, trying to get sponsorship in, talking to corporates. It keeps you super busy. So, How do you set those? Do you set? Do you see the long term and then work backwards? Or do you do, do, you do it the other way around? Do you do, you do the little bite-sized chunks to get there? Yeah, it's mainly a lot, Simon, it's other people what influence these challenges, what you're going to do. Say, Andy, have you thought about doing this? And you're like, right, yeah, come on then, what, what will that involve? And they set the challenges really, I suppose. And then you know, you think you've got to do like you know, four hundred mile bike ride in ten days. So what does that break down to each day? day. So it's okay. going to be like you know, I don't know, sixty miles a day or whatever. So let's just start off then by doing like ten miles today as an immediate goal, and then just build it up, build it up from there. And then the more momentum you get, and then when you see only just giving, you know, people are putting land in the pocket and they're pledging towards the charity that you're raising money for. You can't, you can't, you can't think. Actually, this is a bit too much for me now. Does that I'm keep not, you going? It keeps you going, but it adds pressure. Like, you, like these people have donated now, so I need to fill that, fill that. Goal you have to and, do it, right? What they've done it, yeah. So, have you ever been in a position where you feel like, oh shit, I can't do this? Um, but you've seen, but you've seen the chariot, the money there, and you thought, oh, I've got to just push through it. Yeah, not, not really. No, I've always, I've always prepared well, you know, and and. and Give myself plenty of time to be able to do. The only time I've, I've pulled out of events is it was through to injury when I've fallen off the bike, or yeah, yeah. you know, I was doing a 10k run on the old running blades and I fell over and twisted my leg, and then I couldn't carry on with the run. So, you know, it's very disappointing, and, you, and you, you feel like you've let these people down. Although you've not, you know, you, it's out of your control. Yeah. You, you fell over, or you've got ill, or something's happened. You can't complete the event, but it does add a bit, a bit, a bit of pressure when people are donating their hard-earned cash towards an organisation that you're try and support it does add a couple of extra pressure. Now you've also been an awarded an MBE. Tell me about that. How did that come about firstly? That's yeah, fantastic, yeah. So I got awarded it in the Queen's Birthday Honours list um, last year, uh, which is absolutely amazing for services to armed forces charities and to disabled people in the um, St. Helens uh, where I live. Mm. So. Because no, you're big in the community in St. Allen's as well. And we've, we've, we've yeah. mentioned that, I remember, right, right at the beginning, but you do a lot for, for, St. Hel for the community in St. Allen's. It's where I live, isn't it? You know yeah. what I mean? I think doing these charitable events for the national organisations is, is fantastic. But I, I like to support people in my own community mm. where I live and try and you know, do things for, for them, organisations like Teardrops, which is a homeless um, charity, you know, um, Steve Prescott Foundation, mm. a cancer charity I've done. Work, work for them, Willowbrook Hospice, you know, where my nan spent, my nan 
had her last days there when she got cancer with the hospice. So, you know, a great connection with the local community. So, you know, that's where I'm from. I'm proud of the town yeah. that yeah. I'm from. I want to support the people who are from there. So to get a recognising an MBE yes. for supporting these organisations in my hometown was absolutely amazing. You know, and, and me, Claire and William went down to Buckingham Palace and had an, uh, an amazing day. Um, what was it? Had you met the Queen before? Was it? Yeah, it was Prince William that gave me my okay. uh, mine. Yeah, um, I've met the Queen on two other um, occasions when I've been to the garden. Mate, there, coming up a brew. That was fantastic to you know meet the Queen. I, I'm a big fan of the of the royal family. You know, I think they bring a lot to the to, to the to the country. You know the. No, I, I yeah, agree I, completely. I, I, with I, I, you. I think they're all amazing. Yeah. 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 You know, 15 years in the army, ultimately the Queen was my ultimate boss, boss at, at right. the end of the day, yeah, so to, to meet them, you know, absolutely amazing. Now, if you'd said to your younger Andy, um, back in the day, teenage Andy, you're going to be in front of the Queen, what, how do you think, what do you think your younger Andy would have thought, would you, would you have ever thought you'd be there? I, won't, I don't think I would, have, I would have believed him, you know, um, like I said, my time, my time at school weren't, weren't, weren't the best, really. You know, I weren't sure what I was going to be doing. Obviously, I wanted to join the armed forces at 16, and as you know, I didn't get in the army at 16. I had to go away and, yeah. and, and work hard and do different various jobs and things like that. So I weren't sure what direction uh, my life was going to be going into then. But obviously, I managed to join the army at, at 21, and yeah, I would never have thought of being in the position that, that I'm in today because ultimately, you don't think it's going to happen to you. You don't think you're going to get injured when you go out on patrol and you go to different places, you don't think it's going to happen to you. And I think if you did, you wouldn't be able to go out on patrol. You wouldn't be able to do the job um, that you're doing. So it was fantastic to be recognised, but I don't think ultimately it doesn't change the person the way I am. I'd like to think I'm still the, the same person. You're an incredible, well, I've said this, you're incredibly yeah. positive. Um, you've just got such a positive attitude. And, and now... Um, you know, you're inspiring others through your own foundation, which I, I do want to talk about, your Standing Tall Foundation. T tell me, how, how did you set that up? What's, what's, what is the Standing Tall Foundation? So, ultimately, like I say, I did all these events for national um, charities, mainly yeah. armed forces charities and some local ones. And I just thought, you know, the town where I live, St. Helens, it's a, it's a great town, but it's got one of the highest suicide rates in the country. Mm. One in three people suffer from mental health issues and that was before this, that this was COVID. before covid yeah so now it's going to be probably you know, one in one into you know do, so do you know any stats behind that i mean i tried to look up statistics the other day about obviously mental health issues have yeah. definitely increased and they are saying that suicide rates by the time they look back on this year will have well they think may have increased yeah it was definitely happening to you know domestic violence is is happening yeah. now because men or women you know could escape from the house and go to work and yeah, be out of that situation completely. and now they're locked they're up together they've got nowhere to run yeah so you know i just thought i want to do something in my, in my hometown and not just my town but in the northwest mm. um in general really so if i'll start the standing tall foundation um i was only going to launch in september but an organization that i work for um, leon house when i'm a brand ambassador said they'd offer me free mental health treatment for, for veterans and for NHS and care workers. So I oh, thought, that's fantastic. So, yeah. so this is free mental health care or like um, Free counseling? mental health, uh, like uh, therapy. Therapy, yeah. Know, yeah. So yeah. Via, via Zoom or, mm -hmm. or, or Skype, you know, the, the veteran or NHS worker or co-worker can sit at home um, and get free treatment 
um, via Skype for issues that they're, that they're having. So that's I couldn't, fantastic. That's great. Yeah, I couldn't sit on that. I couldn't no. just sit on that in, in like July this year, thinking I'll, I'll have to wait till September before I launch. So I have to launch early. So that's had its issues, launching a foundation during the, the COVID, crisis. Yeah. yeah, no funding really coming in. So I've funded a few things myself. I've had veterans walk through the door only like about two months ago veteran come to the door with his daughter who was 15 and said in a week's time oh, we're going to be homeless because we can't so you no know, we, we found them some accommodation got them into there other veterans have come to me and we're signposting them to their mental health um, treatment so we're, we're doing what we set out to do just been a bit difficult during the crisis but so where are you getting the funding from at the moment well at the moment we're just self-funding it um, ourselves because but the free mental health treatment is via a third party so that's not costing the foundation yes, anything they're, no they're funding that so look I work with some fantastic um, organizations who provide like step forward homes can provide housing for, for veterans and NHS emergency workers so we're in collaboration in partnership with a few different people so like cash converters the other day I've worked with them over a number of years doing different things for them they give me six um, laptops all been rebooted so I can pass them on to a school for underprivileged children who can't study at home because they haven't got a, a, a computer to study on. Yeah. So sending these kids home from school who may not have the need, the means to get online and do the work from home because they haven't got a computer at home. So for me it's about having these partnerships and these connections that I've built over the last 10 years doing what I've been doing with the charity of work and corporate events and things like that is bringing all those things together. So if someone's um, watching this and, say, and, and wanting to donate or wanting to help you in some way, how can they go about doing that? And we'll put the link as well in the, in the show notes as well. Yeah, they can jump onto my, onto my website, um, standingtall.co.uk, and on there there's a link to the foundation. The foundation website is still under construction. I mean, I think um, this is so important, particularly now, because A, firstly, it's, it's hard for you, like you say, it's hard for you to, to get out and get funding because of the times we're living in. Yeah. But also, there's more and more people that are suffering in silence. And you've got, you've got the means it, yeah. to help. We've got the means to help them. And, you know, they, they can come to the foundation. And, and like I say, if they're a, a veteran or if they're serving or an NHS worker, then we can point them in the right direction to get, to get support that they, that they need and, and deserve as well. Mm. Now you do a lot of speaking on stage as well, Andy, and I've heard that you've said that speaking is, is sort of your therapy. Yeah, uh, it's, it's um, you know, rather than sitting at home and dwelling about what's happened, I think by writing the book, you know, that, that helped me download the information out of my mind, get it onto paper and get it out there. And, and by doing the speaking, again, I'm not, I'm not just sat dwelling on what's happened, I'm speaking about it, so I'm, I'm getting it out of my mind and hopefully inspiring other people at the same time. And, during this um, COVID crisis, because I've had speaking engagements have been cancelled because you can't get in front of a live audience. So I've no, it's been difficult for my my own mental health, you know. And I've I've asked for support. I've, I've asked for help and support of therapists and counsellors about it. So you know, I think everyone needs to do that. If you are suffering from depression, anxiety, whatever, speak to somebody about it. There is there is help um, out there. Um, but I think we're getting we pick up a bit more now. You know, I've done couple of webinars and a couple of Zoom chats with some corporate events. So I'm, I'm finding my feet again and, and moving myself forward. And I think it, for me, it, it is good to speak about yeah. what's happened, you know, mm. get it out there, let people be aware of it. It obviously helps the people, but it also helps me as well. And I'll encourage any other veterans who've been through a similar situation 
that have been in, or maybe just been in conflict, or maybe they've not. But you know, a great way is to have a little journal, you know, a little journal, a little diary, and just write down every day what you've done that day, what thoughts have been in your mind that day, especially during this current situation that we're in. And in six months' time, you can maybe read back on that and think, well, I had a bad day on the Wednesday, but the Thursday, I took the kids to the park and we had a great laugh mm -hmm. around the park and just those little things, you know, can just make you see how maybe positive like your life is rather than just all doom and gloom, you know, there is positives to be taken um, away from it. Completely. Um, and you, you know, you, you, as I said, we've, we've talked about how positive you are, but you did just mention there that obviously you do have, you know, you're human in the end of the day, you yeah. do have down days, of course. Of course I do, I'm just um, a normal person at the end of the day. What do you and do for yourself? Um, you talk to people and I know you talk about your story, but, and you've got a beautiful family as well. How do you sort of, how do you cope? Um, with your family, if you're going through like a yeah, particular no, bad day, I don't. I don't wake up every morning and go, "Oh wow, the sun's shining! What an amazing day! Let's let's smash yeah. life." Well, that's not that's not normal, is it? No, you wake up in the morning, well. think, my back's aching a little bit. The baby's been in our bed all night, kicking me in the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, what, a, what are we going to do today? It's a little girl you've got, isn't it? You've got a little, little girl, boy yeah, and, and the baby. Scarlett's two, yeah. William's seven, so luckily he's in his own bed. But Scarlett's yeah. in our bed at the moment, so it, it, you know. It, it's difficult. That's that's normal life for most people. Yeah, of course. Go, yeah, yeah. go through that. So you know, it's about stepping away, going going the park, going, you know, doing some, trying to do some fun things, sitting, put, putting your phone down, just getting away from that social media for a while. You can all. You know, I'm very. I do it myself. You can spend hours, can't you, sat there yeah. scrolling through and, and tweeting and reading. You can actually get yourself into a darker place, yeah, though. It's, it's difficult, yeah. It's comparing like, yourself. It can take over your life, can't yeah. you? Just seeing, just seeing that screen all day and sometimes mm. put, it, put it down and just go and do some fun things with the kids, sit on the bedroom floor and, and play some games and you know create some memories uh, with the kids. Or when, when you're out and about, they'll often... You know, I'll leave the do the school run maybe a little bit earlier, park the car a bit further away, walk a bit further, and just be mindful of the environment that you're in. Look at the trees, look at the the, the seasons changing. Just be mindful of where you are and what and what's going on. And I think that's an important thing to do as well. Is just to step away from the social media, step away from the daily dramas of of life. And if you can, just go and sit on a bench somewhere for a while and just watch. What's going on in, yeah. in the world, you know, just try and take some time to be yeah, in the present so, moment. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, live in the moment for, for a little bit, yeah, and, and do some events, you know, check, set yourself some goals. It doesn't have to be you're going to climb a massive mountain, mm. you know, it could just be that tomorrow I'm going to park the car an extra 300 metres away from the school and walk that little bit further tomorrow. It doesn't have to be some massive challenge, it can just mm. be the smaller things to get you to where you want to be. Andy, if I were to ask you. You've done, I mean, you've done so much, not just being in the army, since you've come out, it's almost like you've had a new life again. What is your ultimate goal? What really, I mean, you talk about goals, but what is your vision? Yeah, I think the yeah, ultimate goal is just, you know, be, be the best person that I can be every day, be the best father that I can be for, for my children, you know, give them a quality of life that maybe I didn't have, provide, provide for them and, and be there for, for them. Ultimately, you know, ultimately, that's all. I mean, as a parent, we all want to achieve, isn't it? Just be there for our kids and provide them the best future that, that they can that they can possibly have. 
Well, they've got a very inspiring dad to look up to, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and, that, and that, could be a, that could be a bit of a double-edged sword, can't it? Because I want William and Scarlett to grow up being their own people yeah. and doing whatever they want to do that makes them happy in life. Where sometimes they could look at their dad and think, oh, wow, look what my dad's achieved. I need to be able to do this or I need to, want, or to do that. And for me, that's not what it's about, really. I want them just to be their own little people. If they want to you know, go into finance, nursing, Whatever, if you, if you want to join the army, then go and do that. But just be the wrong person. It, it, it can be, I don't want him having added pressure on his life that he's got to... He's got to be like his dad. Yeah. Yeah, you know. well, yeah, and, and, and yet you're right. You know, they could be, or, or one might go one way, might, one might go the other, but they might look up and say, shit, how, how, can, I, how can that be as good as my dad? And what, what will you say to them? If, I'll just say if, be your own man. That's what I say to them all the time. You know, he's saying to me, now, Daddy, think I'll be okay if I join the army. And mate, if you want to join the army, you crack on. But if you want to be a vet, then go and do that. You want to be a builder, you know, go and do that. Whatever you want to do, mate, you do what makes you happy. Don't think you've got to do whatever to what's the word like to be you, basically. Yeah, don't yeah. try and be me. Yeah, yeah. just do, be just be yourself, yeah. mate. Just be who you are. Don't try and be me. And you would have no fear if he said to you, Dad, I want to join the army. If you want to join the army, then, then, then fantastic. You know, I think it, it, it'd be great. Hopefully, you can learn lessons from from myself when I when I've been in. And you know, if you if that's what he wants to go and do, then that's fantastic. His mum might have another, another I opinion. I was going to say, would Claire have another opinion? Poss possibly, I don't know. But no, we'll just we'll just support him and and, and Scarlett in whatever career choice they want to make. Yeah, that's great. So what's your next goal? Where Have you got anything lined up no. in the future or any thoughts of where... Well, a week off, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, I had a, an event planned for this year, a uh, 400-mile bike ride in four days in Wales, Ireland, Scotland and the UK. Um, I obviously had to cancel that due to the um, mm. COVID situation. So I'll postpone that um, for, ne for next, next year. year. Um, I really just want to now try and push on with the foundation, um, help reach more people, inspire some more people. I've got a programme that I want to run called Wellness in the Woods. Okay, tell me about Wellness to, uh, in the Woods. Well, well, my idea is to get some, get some veterans, uh, whether they've been injured or, or, or not injured, whether they've got PTSD or physical injuries, and pair them up with maybe some young lads who were like me back in the day, didn't really, weren't really adhering to what happened at school, maybe going off the rails a little bit, and get them together you know, in a, in, a, in a woods, build some shelters, build a fire, you know, and let them engage and mentor e e each other. I think it'll just be fantastic. You know, as veterans, we've got, we've got a lot to offer um, society and Absolutely. the younger generation. So these are like the programmes that I've, I want to try and put out there and, and, and get happening. So I'll be working hard on, on doing that. On doing that. Andy, that all sounds amazing. Um, you have to come along. I will come along. Yeah. Do you know what? I'd love to come along. Yeah. I don't know about outdoors so much, but you know, you more, <laughs> a bit more glamping, a bit, a bit more glamping style. Yeah, yeah. Sort of something else, yeah. Andy, we have come to the end of the interview, and I know I've asked you this one before. So my final question is, if you were to write a message in a bottle for future generations to find, what would that message be? I think it'd just be, don't look back on what's happened look forward to what you can achieve and just crack on enjoy life andy thank you so much for being a guest on my show thank, thank, you, thank, you, very you. Much. thank you hope you enjoyed the show 
Remember, there's a new interview out every Monday, so hit subscribe and like and you'll get it straight into your inbox. This show is sponsored by The Veterans Channel. The Veterans Channel is an on-demand and free video streaming service. The Veterans Channel gives a voice to servicemen and women, allowing them to share their experience in unique and authentic ways. Watch The Veterans Channel at www.theveteranschannel.com or download the Veterans Lifestyle app to get instant access to all the great content.